are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? Tonight on Band from Ringside, we are talking about Baron Corbin's failed Money in the Bank cash-in, uh, the Shield reunion, yeah, the Shield reunion, uh, the G1 tournament, and all of our SummerSlam predictions tonight on Band from Ringside. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to another week of Band from Ringside podcast. I am your host, Bill Vagy, aka your ambassador of Smark. And to my right, as always, we have two beers, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Zach? Not a lot, man. Just uh, got a big weekend to look forward to here. Yeah, lots of wrestling. And to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, Jason? Man, I can't call it, dog. It's all good. What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, my phone's almost gone, guys. Like I really have to. I have to put a bunch of stuff on top of it and underneath it to make the charger work. And it's a real balancing act. And you ever get it? When, like you know what I mean? Like when your iPhone's almost dead. Yeah, but just get a new charger. I mean, that's. It's not the charger. It's the phone. Oh. It's the charging port. Yeah, and I cleaned it out with a new toothbrush today and everything and that's a really shitty feeling when you don't know if your phone's going to charge but right. it's like the best feeling in the world where it catches and it goes mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yeah, yes! you're good. don't touch it don't, like, touch, don't it. touch it don't touch it uh but anyway uh we have a bunch of wrestling to get to uh yeah, just buddy. right off the top guys this sunday august the 20th band from ringside your band from ringside buddies are going to be at the Glory Pro Wrestling Show in Alton, Illinois. Uh, if you want to come out and see us, we'll be there. We'll be hanging out in the um, in the merch room. Yeah, most likely. Uh, we don't know. We've only done one of these, but I'll tell you what. When we went there, it was a fuck ton of fun. Right? It was a lot of more. It was more people than I initially anticipated, and it was a total blast just to watch guys that have the same passion that. WWE guys have on much more of a smaller scale. Smaller scale, but they give it their 110%. Yeah, they're definitely selling. They demand more from their deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get it started, man. But without further ado, we'll go to our three counts. Two beers, Zach. What's our one count? One count has to be the failed cash-in by Baron Corbin on SmackDown Live. Yeah, I... Don't often tune into Raw or SmackDown Live live. I usually wait a day because I do not like commercials. And I was a little surprised to see you on the Twitter sphere. You and I were talking back and forth on Twitter watching SmackDown. It's like, oh, this is fun. This is like having two beer in the room. And that was a lot of fun. And it's probably going to lead me to doing that a little bit more often because otherwise I'm. You know, tweeting a day late, nobody really gives a shit. Uh, nobody gives a shit anyway. Uh, but <laughs> Don't Smack- say that. SmackDown's better to watch live, though, because it's only two hours. Like, Raw's a slog. It really is. But SmackDown goes by a lot faster. Yeah, and I got I had to get my kids bathed and in bed and all that. And sure. It's a, it's a whole ordeal. But, uh, yeah, so Baron Corbin cashes in after Jinder Mahal and John Cena have their match. Looked like John Cena was about ready to take out Jinder Mahal. He gave him an AA, which... Gender kicked out of, and then he gave him, I guess what you call the super AA, off the second rope, Mm -hmm. and was totally ready to take him down clean. And two clean losses for the champ in a row. In a row. Yeah. But they're against, they'd be against Orton and Gender. So I'm sorry, Orton and Cena. So, right. Uh, But yeah, so Corbin comes in, uh, 
you know, disrupts the count, causes some havoc, and then he to pulls... To fuck Cena up. To fuck his SummerSlam opponent up. That was his whole point in the going in there, was to beat up Baron Corbin. It almost seemed like the cash-in was John an Cena. afterthought. Yes. Like, he hit him with the briefcase, and he's like, oh, this briefcase serves another purpose. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was going to pin... He should have pinned Jinder right there. Right. Yeah, and the... Kayfabe. Right. The whole, like, it was really surprising, but I feel like it was... Really kind of interestingly done. Like the referee, like was like stopping him until like gender got up. Like they don't usually do that, do they? Or is that a thing? Like I felt it was really drawn out. Yeah, I feel like I saw some uh, conversation on Twitter about this. Like, is that usually the protocol for the referee to have to wait for the guy to get ready to have a match? And I felt like that's the way it always goes. That the referee always checks on the champ to make sure that the champ is ready to have a match. It always seems, I don't know, it's it's always so, you've seen so many failed, ca- not failed cash-ins, but guys that cash in, and then before the bell can ring, they get beat up, so the bell never rings, so it doesn't really matter. I'll say that that was a really uh, intense, like, three minutes of television for me. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I did not expect to be that engrossed, even with a SummerSlam go-home show, because the Raw one was kind of okay. And, uh, oh, I, no, I disagree. I thought Raw was really good. Two hours, first two hours are good. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe the third hour. Third hour yeah. kind of lost its track. But what's, my, what's my wife says later? the same thing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but watching, but I, what do you think, Jason Bell, about um, the, because I think it's cool that they're trying to tell a different story with the cashing. Because we've only had two unsuccessful cashings before. It was John Cena where he announced that he was going to fight somebody. Uh, at Raw 1000. Um, I, I was there at Raw 1000. You just like to rub that shit in, don't you? And then uh, the other one we had was when Damian Sandow tried to cash in on Cena right. and couldn't. So this is the third failed cash in. But it's a different kind of story. What do you think about that? The knee-jerk reaction was, then why did we? Why put the, the briefcase on him? If this is where... I'm not saying this is where we were, we were supposed to end... The predictability of the the Money in the Bank briefcase, I get it. Up to this point, there was only two ca- or two failed cash-ins, so you don't want everybody who wins it automatically win. I get that. That being said, Baron Corbin was kind of a and eh, kind of a guy that we wanted to have the the briefcase to begin with. Shinsuke got a little love. I think Sami Zayn was the probably the the one guy that the most the majority of people wanted to have. To me, the briefcase itself is built to create the next star. Whether he explodes onto the main scene or not, or he gets this, you know, little push and you, you put him in the conscience of just casual fans. Sami Zayn makes more sense. Apparently Baron Corman had backstage heat, especially on Twitter where it came to a point where he had a problem with someone who ends up being someone from the military. Whoever this guy was showed a military picture and basically was like, you know, well, Vince doesn't think that I ain't shit or whatever the case may be. And then the next thing you know, Baron Corbin is a failed Money in the Bank cash-in winner. Uh, I'm not, well, no, I'm just saying, 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 well, let's connect the dots. All of a sudden, what, eight weeks ago? 
he's still fighting. He's still fighting John Cena at SummerSlam. But that's that is a, okay. Well, that's well, one well, of the biggest matches but, that you can have whole, at SummerSlam. You really think he's going to beat John Cena at this point? Here's the uh, thing: I'm, it I'm makes him my prediction for later. Thanks. <laughs> it makes him the character that he should have been before he had the briefcase, which is angry as fuck. That's what I think. And okay, ready. but you can still be angry as fuck and still hold this briefcase. The part of Baron Corbin, I think, that I think we can all agree on is that he needed to develop. You can still be the Money in the Bank case winner and still develop the character, the wrestler. Oh, I would say that you just contradicted yourself in the same sentence. Like, he, his character needs to develop. What can develop an angry character more than losing because John Cena beat you up right before they rang the bell, before you cashed in the money in the bank. That is character development. That's why no, I, it, my, it next question, him, my next question was going to be, do you think this is a net positive or negative for Baron Corbin? Oh, it's horrible. It makes him look stupid. Look at the way he did this whole cash in. He jumps John Cena to get him to set this heat. He comes out of the ring, and then all of a sudden you see the light bulb turned on. You waited too long at that point. You should have went on ahead, jumped John Cena, cast the briefcase in, get gender up or whatever. I think pretty much the protocol is you get the, the champion up to make sure he can compete. And at that point, once the bell rings, all hell breaks loose. If I remember correctly, I think Edge and Cena, the very first one, was the same way after Elimination Chamber. They had, Yeah, they had to wait for Cena to Cena's get up. Be like, okay, can you go? Whereas, Yeah, I can go. Whereas to, to Zach's point, like I think it should be like the old hardcore championship where you yeah. can pin that motherfucker okay, anywhere yeah. you want. Yep, yep. You got a referee, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Well, no, you got to pin him in the ring. But as soon as you come down, you catch it in, ring the bell. I'm gonna on. do it in the airport after the TSA has their way with him. <laughs> <laughs> so you think it's a, you think it's a net negative for yeah, Corbin? Yeah, it, it makes Baron Corbin. Tubi, what do you think? I think it's a net positive. I see more positive than negative. To JCB's point, I see that he does look stupid. I mean, he lost via roll up. But at the end of the day, it does allow him to develop that character. And maybe Creative saw that he wasn't developing that on his own. Uh, he just really seems bored a lot of times. And it's a a bored kind of facial expression when he kind of feels like a character or a wrestler is underneath him. And he's bored a lot of times. And he needs to be that angry, visceral striker that will get him to the point where people can recognize that before you bust in the title before Jason bust in. Cause I can see him getting all worked <laughs> up over there. I agree with Zach that I think that I would rather have a situation like this. Plus if we're going to have the money in the bank every single year, you can't tell the same story every time where the guy just bides his time and bides his time and bides his time. And then he's the champion. Like it's, you got to keep it kind of fresh so that next year, I mean, I'm telling you, this is a, definitely a net positive for the money in the bank, bank briefcase. Would JCB like to see Corbin as champion? Yeah, would would you? He doesn't bother me one way or the other. If it was to happen right now, if he did cash in on Tuesday, it would have bothered me just in the sense that he's not ready to be the champion. So if it re- happened six months from now and he improved my skills and in the ring, okay. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I don't dislike Baron Corbin. I don't like Baron Corbin. That's how I feel, too. I think he's fine. Yeah. Do you think one? Do you think that Baron Corbin will hold a major championship, and I'm talking about one of the heavyweight belts, within the next 12 months? Universal or WWE? Yeah. No. Zach? I'd say give him... He needs, like, a mid-card title or something to... See Dolph Ziggler. He had the Intercontinental, right? Or did he never beat Ambrose? No, yeah, he beat Ambrose. I don't think he ever won it. 
Stat and guy. Regardless of whether he did or not, the fact that we can't remember tells yeah, us that's exactly all we need what to we know. need to know. Bingo. Um, that's well, all I, you need to know. I'll tell you what, I definitely remember if he held one of the big belts. And I'll, Oh, yeah, he didn't hold a big and belt. And more so to Zach's point, that's why I said Dolph Ziggler, he got the one chance to be the champ, cashed in on one of the sweeter cash-ins. Uh, maybe the second best of all time. Yeah. Okay. It's Rollins and then Ziggler. Z- yeah. Rollins on WrestleMania, Ziggler, Ziggler the night after. after. Now, he got hurt. And never got the chance. Always stuck in the mid card. Baron Corbin's well on his way. That's why I'm, that's I think my ultimate take from this whole thing is that Baron Corbin's on his way to be in mid card purgatory if something doesn't change. All I can say is I would hate to be Steve Patterson right now. Oh, Steve Patterson, <laughs> friend of the show. You He's know, in a bad way. You know why? You know why Steve loves Baron Corbin so much, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, some dude in Granite City hit his wife because of that failed cash in. <laughs> <laughs> not Steve Patterson. Not, not, Steve, Patterson. not Steve Patterson. No. Steve Patterson no. lives in Collinsville now. Damn it! We're just saying that Steve Patterson likes Baron Corbin because he looks like he's from Granite City. <laughs> yes. You know, shout out to all our fans in Granite City. Uh, that'll bring us to our two counts. Jason Cornelius Bell. What's our two counts? Two counts going to be the uh, the Shield reunion on Raw. Uh, Raw kicks off with Dean Ambrose coming out and basically calling out Seth Rollins and saying, you know, we got to hash this thing out. You know, we got to talk this thing over. So they bicker back and forth. And in classic brother form, they fight amongst themselves. And you can kind of sense the crowd not really getting into it. But as someone that has brothers when you get to that point where you can't talk it out anymore sometimes you just got to fight it out okay so they roll around for somebody that has brothers yes and is a brother and is a brother (laughs) 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 you fight it out you hug it out so then obviously i shouldn't say obviously shane sheamus and uh cesaro come out they jump the two of them nice little um interaction in the ring a little preview of what is going to be a SummerSlam title match obviously now at this point um Gone story short, Dean Ambrose and Seth are in the ring after they dispose of Sheamus. Uh, will and Cesaro. there? Won't they? And will there? Won't they? And yeah. will there? Won't they? It and and the cool part about was yeah, the cool part about it is they still milked it until the very end. And then when they finally did the fist bump, I was at a uh, Tender's uh, house last on uh, Monday. Shout out to Tender Mahal. They did it without looking, and they hit fist bump. It was perfect. Yeah. It's it's going to be one of those little iconic moments. 20 years from now, you'll see that clip I mean, where saying, they just basically fist bump without looking. It was perfect. Saying that they milked it is an understatement. Oh, yeah. That was a fucking straight up edging video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, Which, it took question. forever. I but, was that's, like, but that's what you're supposed to do. They've only been disbanded, what, three years? Three years, yeah. Okay. It, they were worried, though. I mean, three years is, you know. 46 pay-per-views. I mean, it was a long time ago in terms of <laughs> WWE just because there's so much content. Um, but I was afraid that they missed their chance the week before when everybody was ready to uh, pop and mark out when they got together. And they, to their credit, they got everybody right back to that spot in that oh, yeah, crowd. Sure. That great crowd Monday night, by the way. Yeah, Boston Boston always brings it. I, yeah, I don't but worry about like, that. They were hot the entire time. They yeah, really sure. made the show. It was a good show, and when the crowd's into it, it always makes for a better show. Agreed. Like I said, the first two hours I thought were really good. The back end, not so much. But just back to the initial point, I don't think that... I think we won... Well, I shouldn't say we. The majority of people that I see and talk to wanted this Shield reunion. Now here comes the Roman Reigns specter of where... 
are we going to have a true Shield reunion? Are Dean and Seth going to interfere in this fatal four way? Because obviously, with a fatal four way, there are no rules. So well, that that's the you know, it just brings more intrigue towards the top end of this SummerSlam card. Zach, what you think about Dean and Seth getting back together? That was one of my not concerns, but just thoughts was the fact that. Obviously, the missing part of the trifecta is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is involved in a notice qualification, very difficult in kayfabe terms match. And they haven't even asked him about it. No, I mean, they haven't even really talked. There was some stuff like whenever they were in MSG, Rollins and Reigns have gotten together a few pay-per-views back. Rollins and Reigns did some little bit of work together, but it'd be interesting to see whether... Roman is interested or creative is interested in putting him back in them, even if he's like the Eminem to their D12 and he's just kind of like separate but apart and but he's still a part of the group and he's, you know, the world champ. And here's my question. Just let's piggyback on that. Well, I don't like that. The Eminem to their teeth. Okay. The Tupac to the outlaws or the, you know, whatever you want. To no, do. Just, I, no, I, 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 no, I just, I, no, I, I, got, <laughs> I smell what the rock is cooking. I, no, on I, that. I know what you're not saying. That I didn't like your metaphor. It's like, I could see them doing something like that with putting Seth and Dean underneath. Right. Right. And, I like, can definitely I see it. I don't like the idea of that just because I think that, I think that Seth is the most talented. I think that Dean is somewhere in between Reigns and Seth, but Seth Rollins is the cream of the crop when it comes to uh, in-ring ability and mic skills. It's, it's. I mean, Triple H made the right call when he tapped Seth to be the dude coming out. Maybe at that point, and we all know I'm not a huge Roman Reigns guy, but he's improved from the time that they got together as the Shield to present day 2017. Just kayfabe, here was my question. If you're Roman Reigns, why do you do this? I'm already in the main event picture. I'm basically a three count away from being the champ. I don't. Why should I come back to be the Shield to be at worst to be a part of a trio when I'm already right now, if not the main guy, one of the top guys in the company? Why do you do that? Well, as Paul McCartney said, I get by with a little help from my friends. I was, I get, I was I get, Ringo Starr. Ringo, okay. I get, <laughs> I get high with a little help from my friends. Alex Trebek, don't make me come over there. <laughs> I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of uh, our fans calling us out for me not knowing who's saying get by with a little help from my friends. Fair enough. Um, but I, I see your point. Why would Roman do it kayfabe? Um, I don't know. Maybe he misses his buddies. You know? Uh, he's, the, lulls. he's the big dog. He doesn't really have buddies. He doesn't really want buddies. You know, when the way they position him right now, he's not only the big dog, but he's the lone dog. Well, it would screw up his tweener status right. for sure. That's and I think that's where I think. But he, but if they interfered, it would be as heels. Oh yeah, it would, it would flip them all heels, and yeah. maybe I mean maybe it's time. I just don't see it. This is this is this is us. We're fantasy booking something that's probably sure. never going to happen. For sure. Yeah, we're projecting. No, for sure, and and. I agree with that totally. It, this is just me thinking in my own little haze of a Monday night after the fact. I mean, but when you're a big radio star five or six years from now, are you going to come back and talk to me and Zach? Of course. You're going to be with me. Shit. What are you kidding me? Fuck that. Actually, I think... Uh, this is the I triumphant. Think, I think Bill's uh, erotica fan fiction for Dean and Seth is going to take off more than any of our radio personalities. So. <laughs> it's a series. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a series. Yeah, for sure. No, I just, like I said, I think it's interesting to talk about. Probably not going to happen, but it just, like I said, it just brings more intrigue to the top of the car. It should be a big deal, though. Oh, it's a big before, deal. Before we go past that, Rollins and Reigns are, are Rollins and Ambrose are back together. That As baby faces, that's, that's a big deal. It's great. There's a guy on Reddit that does... Uh, overlays of GIF files, and he does them in Dragon Ball Z, where guys go Super Saiyan, and I want to see a Super Saiyan double fist bump between Ambrose and Rollins. Oh, I'm sure that'll come out in a second. I didn't understand any. I don't. I don't know what Dragon Ball Z is. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> Sorry, and that'll bring us to our three counts. Uh, and our three count is the finale of the G1 tournament. Uh, fellers, uh, there were two mega great matches at the end of the G1 tournament. Uh, I'll start off with you two beer. Which, what match did you prefer? Because they were both over five stars uh, as far as Meltzer gave them. Jesus, um, don't start. He came out with his official ratings today. And we don't go by everything that Dave Meltzer says, but he is kind of the guy that invented the rating system. Yeah, he's the barometer, and I mean, he's done more for the wrestling business than any of his critics, really. So yeah, and he, yeah. Um, but what did you like better, uh, Omega Okada three, the end of the trilogy on the semifinals, or Omega Naito for the finals? What match did you prefer? Uh, and I would actually throw in. Uh, Tanahashi Naito mm. from the A Block Finals mm-hmm. into that question just because it was fantastic. I mean, Melter gave it five stars, but you don't need Melter to sh- tell you that that was a great match. They had a callback to their finish from Dominion where Tanahashi had Naito in the Cloverleaf basically like sitting on his fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. And Brutal. his face yeah. was like purple and he finally got that rope. And that was great. That said, I actually like the other two matches better. Uh, Okada Omega 3 edged out a little bit over Omega Naito. Second edging reference. (laughs) (laughs) Partly because I... Sorry, you said Okada Omega 3 to you was better than the finals? Just because I was more invested in it to begin with, and I would have been looking forward to it for 17 days, knowing that it was coming. Um, Edging and coming and all of those things. (laughs) Good thing this is explicit. Good (laughs) lord. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, they were both fantastic. It's tomato, tomato. Uh, I've only watched each of them once, and it was usually late at night, so I I could do with a rewatch of both. But if you're putting me on the spot, I'm going to go Okada Okada Omega 3, even though it wasn't my favorite match of theirs. Um, J-Bell. I'm going to have to... Respectfully disagree. Uh, I thought Naito Mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guilty as charged. You know, at JC, at BFR JCB. Yes, he is my profile picture as we speak. Um, I thought the final. I thought was the better match, and for ultimately, I think we're splitting hairs because they both were really good matches. But the final to me, that it, it had me literally cringing at points where. I thought somebody's really getting ready to get hurt. Somebody's really getting ready to get hurt. That's how I felt about to... the Okada one because he was attacking the neck. Right. Like so, yeah, I, I'm with you. It literally almost got to the point where I had to pause just so I can recollect myself. That's how deep I was into that match. The, don't get me wrong, Omega Okada. The trilogy is a great trilogy. I just thought for just this particular moment. The final was better than the last part of the trilogy. It's not a knock against either one. Both are great matches. Both are must-see matches. But for me, like I said, I don't get usually 
worked up like that. And I have physically was starting to get to the point where it's like, I think I might have to pause this for a second. Right when they're on the uh, the top of turnbuckle and he pulled uh, mm. Nido oh, off yeah. and he hit face first. I was like, whoa, oh, oh. That was awesome. I was that was like, a spot. What that was a spot. <laughs> that was a spot you've never seen, seen before. before. And yeah. I was just like, man, this, okay, that's when I knew we were on a whole nother level of just entertaining the fans. That's why I was like, okay, let me get a cigarette. Let's calm this thing down. And we watch. That's why I say this match is probably, I was still up for like 45 minutes after the final because I was so amped up. I'm never like that. I think the, how do you, I say Naito. What do you say? Naito. Naito. I think that the Naito Omega match and a friend of the show, Glory Pro Burt, uh, sent me a message and he's like, "Have you watched these two matches yet? Are he go- he? Have you watched Naito uh, versus Omega yet?" And I said, "No." He goes, "In a world where we've only had six stars, he's like, I would have given it seven stars." And I was like, "Come on!" And then I watched it, and I think that even with that, those expectations going in. I think that's the best match I've ever seen. That's what I said. It, it's arguably one of the best matches. The I've finishing seen. sequence was, I mean. Man, it was two guys, and this is what Bert said. I'll, I'll give him the credit. He said, it's like you told those two guys they could never wrestle again after that match, so just go out and do everything you can. And that match was crazy. Even the kind of, there was kind of a botch over on the, when he piled, the when he put the pile drive <laughs> on the table. It almost made it look worse, though. I know, he folded. Like, oh, yeah, his head I mean, folded he cl- barely clips the table, and then he goes straight down. Just like That's when I was just like, okay, this is on a whole nother level of what I've ever seen. Oh, it was like two days after he does a moonsault off the guardrail yeah, he on Sonata and almost breaks his fucking neck. Yeah, man, it was... It was fucking great. It was so much fun to watch. And you know, like I went back after I watched the two full matches and I went back and watched the YouTube uh, things where you can watch like a seven minute synopsis and it just shows all the highlights. It doesn't do it justice, justice, but I watched all those right before I came in tonight. And then I I was like, oh yeah, um, Drew McIntyre fought Roderick Strong in NXT to see who would fight Bobby Roode next. And then I watch that, and it's like watching guys in slow motion. It's like, it's not even the same art form. It it really is. It, and that's and I think that's where you ultimately we have the divide between the indie fan and the WWE fan. The WWE fan has been kind of conditioned to look for certain things, to act certain ways, to accept certain things this whole g1 has really opened up my eyes to where there are times where i watch wwe and i'm just like yeah this is not working for me it's like this and i know this this might fly over some people's heads but i like the band bell and sebastian i also like the band death from above 1979 i would go see both those bands live I don't want to see Bell and Sebastian open up for 1970. I don't want to see Bell and Sebastian go after Death from Above 1979 because it's just going to feel like nothing just because they're two different. It, Death from Above is going to blow you away and Bell and Sebastian is going to just make you feel kind of okay. And that's the difference between uh, New Japan when it's at its height and Naito, Omega, and Omega Okada is and Tanahashi and Naito. That's that's the cream of the crop. That's the best in-ring product that you are going to get anywhere on the planet. Pretty much. You're not going to get an argument with me on this one. Um, 
it's I want I'm interested to see how WWE responds on Sunday because their fatal four way is basically their all in moment to me. What are you going to do when you you know this? We're talking about it, and I know you know we're talking about it. Can you step to the plate when the chips are in the middle? Because this is one of their big fours, so you got to make an impact. I hate to do this to you, but we have uh, we're. We have only a certain amount Come of time. On. Come on. But uh, last thoughts on the G1 tournament, two beers, Zach, and then to you, Jay. Uh, I mean, this thing, I'd like to say it was a marathon, not a sprint, but it felt like a fucking sprint, like most of the time. I loved every night of it, and at the same time, I'm also glad it's over, probably very much just like the talent that was involved. And I can't wait for the next one. And again, it's the best in-ring product around. But I'm glad it's over. Those guys need to heal. I feel bad for them. I have too much empathy to even fully appreciate some of those spots. Jason? Uh, I couldn't agree more. It's really made me a fan. And as as long as we're going to do this podcast thing, we should have more than just WWE to talk about. They'll be coming back in September. Can't wait for that. Then basically every month after to the, the end of the 17 years. So I'm excited. I'm a mark. And like I said, I'm ready for September. Let's do it. And I'll say that if you're a, if you're a fan of wrestling at all, which I know you are because you're listening to the show and you don't watch New Japan, even if it's just looking up, like YouTube has these great little six or seven minute synopsis, synopsis? Uh, of the synopses, synopses. Thank you of of the matches, and it'll get you, it'll get you going. And then just please go out of your way to watch New Japan if you're a fan because it's worth it. Like you'll you'll love it. We promise. Spend, pay- spend the nine dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're paying for the network, you can pay for New Japan. All right, and that's the rest of our three counts. <laughs> Hey, boys, uh, I did myself a favor last week, and I went to Soul Taco. My dog. Doing better than me. And uh, you know what? I decided to go a little outside of my box this time, and (laughs) I didn't get the burrito. What the hell? I got the, uh, my wife got the tacos. I got the quesadilla. Mm, Good call. But I did buy a burrito for later on. But (laughs) (laughs) just saying that there is more than just the burritos at Soul Taco. There is they have everything you want, guys. It is Korean Mexican fusion. It is. uh, Yeah, I got the work wife, uh, the uh, googly bowl or whatever. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Did I pronounce it incorrectly? What what is it? I could have too. I think it's bulgogi. Bulgogi. No, no, no. Like the. Oh, no, oh, goji. The Drew Gulak yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Goji Bowl. The Goji Bowl, yeah. Work Maybe it's Goji. Yeah, Pretty sure it's Drew Gulak. Yeah, Either way, it is delicious. Have you seen that they're opening a new location? Thank you for bringing that up, Two Beer. Yes. Coming soon, they have a spot in Chesterfield. They already have a spot on the U-City Loop in St. Louis. They have a couple of food trucks going around town. They have a spot in Columbia, Missouri. They have a spot in Champaign, Illinois, and Chicago, Illinois. So if you want some delicious, fast, casual food, Go to Soul Taco, everybody. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. They are S-E-O-U-L, Soul Taco. We recommend it. Tell them Ban from Ringside sent you. This is Ban from Ringside. All right, guys. I think that's going to bring us to our big SummerSlam predictions. All right, guys. uh, Let's take a look at the standings. Sorry, I probably should have had this up. <laughs> Looks like Bill <laughs> Bill's got twenty eight points. Jason's got thirty five. That's right. 
Zach's got 37. And I need a little bit more of a lead. And mm. Sam has 30. What the fuck? Sam's beating your, your humble host. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Bill, the ambassador of Smart. Okay, hang on, hang on. Let's, let's, Sam we're went, gonna, No, we're going to have Rich take Sam's spot because Sam is uh, indisposed this evening. I believe it's a wedding rehearsal. Shout out to Mr. Perfect Sam Mall. But we're going to have Rich. We have our favorite engineer here Yeah, today. we're going to have Rich take his spot. Rich gets his own numbers. He doesn't. We don't put him with Sam's numbers, correct? No. Okay. No, all they're right. all placebo. They're okay. together. They're what? together. They're they, they have to be together because otherwise we're all picking at the same time. Yeah, we're all picking at the same time. Okay. I'm Right now, call me uh, Dusty Baker because I'm officially protesting this prediction spot. Ah, that's stupid. I am, damn it. Cut it out. <laughs> all right. So we got Engineer Rich. Rich, on the first match of tonight. On the first match of the night at SummerSlam, we have Akira Tozawa versus Adrian Neville for the Cruiserweight Championship. Engineer Rich, who you got? I got Neville because I'm a Harry Potter fan. You You're wearing a shirt. Deathly Hollow shirt, so <laughs> Neville is a he's true the, hero. Yeah, he's the hero. That's good enough for me. Hey, Zach Pullman, who do you got? Tozawa versus Neville. Now, Tozawa won the championship the other night, so this is a rematch. I know JCB had some... JCB's upset about them having that match right before SummerSlam. I'll wait patiently. But two beer, who you got? Neville or Adrian Tozawa? And down the road here, I actually wrote a bunch of drunken scrawl and pencil, so that's what I'm going to give you guys for my predictions. I do have Tozawa because, as my drunken pencil guy said, I love broken Neville. I think he uh, did a great job of being crazy upset, and they made him look real bad in the follow-up, and I think him going on a tirade after losing again is going to be way better than him just getting the title back. JCB. This is one of the many matches before SummerSlam that probably shouldn't have happened. I think if you'd have took this to the actual pay-per-view and then have Tozawa win at the pay-per-view, it has more impact. That's just me. That being said, I want to take Tozawa just for the fact what Tubir was just already talking about. A a broken Neville at this point is a, a best Neville. A pissed off Neville just kind of re-energizes what was what some people say was a getting to be a boring character. Now he's getting to grade to get all pissed off because he doesn't have the title again. You got Tozawa fighting for the title or fighting with the title, whatever the case may be. Give me Tozawa. He looked awful and his Twitter was golden. Did you guys see it? No. no. He just immediately after losing the title. He just tweeted no, and then he quoted his retweet, and it said no, and he did that like eight times throughout the course of the night. Really? And then he's he's just kept on it. Like, that's fucking hilarious. That's fucking no, great. That's, no, that's great. I was just about to say, get into the character. Fellas, I'm taking Tozawa, too, and the reason I'm taking Tozawa is because, um, first of all, I think is a great pure baby face. Um, I think that they probably put the belt on him because they want him to have the SummerSlam win. And I think that Neville might be moving up a weight class and getting out of the cruiserweights to go somewhere else. I don't know what that does to 205 Live, but I've been watching 205 lately. And uh, Tony Nice and uh, my other dude. Drew Gulak? No, he's cool, though, too. I like I like a lot of those guys. Jack Gallagher is great. I love Jack Gallagher. Yeah, I think... they still Cedric got. Alexander? They got still got the Brian Kendrick and Cedric Alexander, Rich Swan. There's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of talent there, and I think that Neville. I think that uh, Vince might be getting kind of jealous 
uh, that Neville's on 205 Live, and Vince wants to bring Neville up to the to the big leagues. And uh, either way, I, I don't think there's any way that they'll hot shot it like that. So I'll take the Zawa. Next up, we have the Women's SmackDown Championship. Engineer Rich, are you taking Naomi or Natalia? Let's go with Natalia. Oh, going with Natty. Any reason why? Um, because it sounds like Italian. I don't know. There's literally no reason. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's good enough. There's no reason why she's in the match either. She sounds hotter. Yeah. Uh, JCB. <laughs> what are you going with, Naomi or Natty? Uh, I would honestly. The Carmella cash in is obviously the wild card, but since they had the failed cash in on Tuesday, that's going to change my pick coming in. I would. I thought Natty was going to win and then Carmella cash in. But since, like I said, we had the cash in on Tuesday, I'm just going to go on the opposite. Give me Naomi with the win. Naomi for Jason. Two beer. I'm going Naomi, too. Not that Natty doesn't deserve it or anything, but I think that Naomi's totally just deserves hotter, it hotter with the fans. Like, she's got, you know, they did the whole glow belt and everything. And unless Carmella's cashing in, I don't see them taking it off of her. Yeah, and Natty seems like an afterthought in this match. I'm not even sure why they did it if they weren't going to put any emphasis on her. The emphasis in the whole division has been on Carmella. So I'm going with Naomi also. Coming up next for the... SmackDown Tag Team Championships. What what will prove to be a great match? I'm sure of it. It's on the preview show. Nobody's watching. This is on the preview show. Yes, that's bullshit. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we'll, we'll be watching. No, we won't. We're going to be at Glory Pro. Yeah, but we're not we'll watching have to watch, live. We'll, but we'll have we'll to come watch back it. to watch the match, and I think <laughs> so, that's what they want. Rich, guys, this is all stuff we can talk about later. Rich, the New Day versus the Usos for the tag team belts in SmackDown. Um, let's go with the new day. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to say that. Well, then maybe I want to change that. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. We don't know. No, no, we don't know. Two beers, Zach. Who are you going with? Uh, if there's any justice in the world, it's going to be the Usos, and I got the Usos. Mm. JCB. Damn, uh, you coming with justice? Um, I've been bouncing on this all week. I'll, I'll take New Day. I don't. I don't want to just because I. I don't want this feud to end. But I don't think we need to be hot shotting the title back and forth either. I'll take New Day. I don't know who's left for either of them when they get done with this feud. Exactly. Um, but I'm still for that reason. I'm going to go the Usos. I didn't know that till right now. Didn't know that till right now. Yeah, it's, it's you and Rich. Nice. Okay, coming up next, Rich. We got Randy Orton. St. Louis's own versus Rusev, the Bulgarian brute. Who you got? I got to go with St. Louis, yeah. Orton there you go. Sure. He's going RKO. It's because he wrestled my cousin in high school. Did he really? Who won? I'm sure Orton won. I actually don't know, <laughs> but I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, two beer, or, yeah, two beer. Who you got? Uh, Rusev has not had a pay-per-view win since Battleground 2016. It's been 14 <laughs> months. <laughs> You know you just did it. You know you just did it. <laughs> so, who you, so who you got? Orton. Oh, shit. I already wrote down. <laughs> who do you got, JCB? You know who I got. Are you RKO? kidding me? Yeah. 
You know what? 14 months. Go ahead do it. Go ahead do it. You've been, uh, you been on Rusev for the last month and a half, two only months. Only compared to you. Look, look. Only compared look, to you. I'm a Rusev fan and I'm picking Orton. I like Rusev too, but you know what You know what I'm talking about. You picked Rusev to beat John Cena in a flag match when you know you had no you business know, my doing dad that t- My dad told me a long time ago, you don't bet with your heart. You bet with your pocketbook. <laughs> what? You want, to, you want to do a shot bet on this one? No, I'm just saying I know that RKO is going to win, but I'm taking Rusev. <laughs> yeah. I kill with my heart. <laughs> uh, coming up next, we got the Battle of the Bigs. We got Big Cass. Oh, not yet. Not yet. We got Big Cass versus Big Show oh. with uh, Enzo in a shark cage hanging above the ring. So I'm going to absolutely go with Big Show. Big Show. Just because the last time I watched, and I know this makes I'm not so much a uh, focus group anymore. Yeah. But Big Show was my, my dude back in the day. Big Show was his dude. Is. Yeah, and so Rich is taking Big Show. I'll tell you who loses with this match. We do. We all do. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. But I, Cass got tons of heat on Raw, though. He did. Tons of heat. No, he did. And he, it was fun. He had to be loving that. That's the most heat he's ever gotten. And he he did well with it. It wasn't a Bailey scenario where the heat shook him. Um, I'm just going to go ahead since I'm talking. Uh, I think it's obviously Cass, especially with the uh, the Good Brothers kind of interfering in the the match on Monday night. I think that's going to be something to watch out for. Uh, possibly a, a mid card faction with. Why Cass. did the Good Brothers get involved in that though? Why not? What else are they doing? No, but kayfabe. Yeah, it was just weird. Um, I think that's. Too, they never explained it. Yeah, but I think there that's, was no, no lead up to yeah, it. Yeah, there was no lead up to it. There was no backstage interview for it. I just think that they're. The revival getting hurt throws off all other plans, and I think maybe you, you don't have a place for the Hardys. You didn't want to do Hardys the club again for the 15th time, so this is their spinoff backup plan. All right, two beer. I really don't give a shit, but I'm going to go Cass. I don't give a shit I'm, either. I'm going to take a big long shit in the middle of SummerSlam <laughs> whenever I'm, this match happens. I'm going to go. I'm going to go show. Just because he's coming in with the broken hand, and they do all fuck. They all, I mean. WWE <laughs> fucking stupid shit. Uh, Rich, who you got? You got Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, The Shield versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, Sheamus. We'll go Sheamus. Cesaro and Sheamus Cesaro for and Rich. Sheamus, yeah. JCB? I like that uh, pilot G2 pin over there, Rich. I might have to steal that joker. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a shame to see... Seamus and Cesaro in. It's gonna be a shame to see Seamus and Cesaro. <laughs> that, that was the, I like that. That was right on point. I didn't even think of that coming. Um, no, uh, apparently Cesaro is gonna go off and do a movie for a month. That just basically reconfirms what I kind of already thought. This is gonna be the start of a uh, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose title run, probably going through the rest of the year. Obviously, starts right here. Give me the shield, Zach. Uh, Drunken Zach wrote two things. He wrote Grand Slambros and Hot Fisting Action. (laughs) You were drunk. (laughs) So those are, uh, I'm obviously going with uh, the two-thirds of the shield. I'm going with the shield also. Coming up next, we have uh, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. That's Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, Bray Wyatt, because Wyatt Earp. Oh, there you go, Wyatt Earp. That is... Rich taking Bray Wyatt. Uh, you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Um, another SummerSlam match that probably shouldn't have happened before it happened, but 
I see the setup for it. I get it. Now you can introduce the demon, but we could have did this two or three weeks ago and still gotten to the same point. That being said, the demon's coming back. You can't have the demon lose on a major pay-per-view. Give me Finn Balor. Zach? Uh, Drunken Zach says, demon, blah, Finn Balor. Uh, I'm taking Finn Balor, too, because the demon doesn't lose. But can we all agree that the demon is stupid? No. I don't hate it. He but. wears a he wears a fucking Rasta wig, and can we well can we at least agree that Bray Wyatt dumping red paint on him was stupid? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, that I, I that, like the demon that, in NXT. I liked when he brought it out against Joe. Because, he wears a Rasta wig. Uh, six and one and half dozen the other. I don't think it really matters. I think it, it's more of it gives I, Finn I more of. That's not what that phrase means. <laughs> I can't say he looks stupid in a Rasta wig and then you say six in one hand, half dozen in the other. I mean, he does look kind of silly, but I mean, it, it's it's all part of the the whole presentation. All right. Uh, we He's got, appropriating black culture. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, we got AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens with Shane McMahon as the guest referee. So who you got? You got KO or AJ? KO. KO. I like that from Rich. Because knockout. You like my reasoning? I do, yeah. I love your reasonings. That's exactly (laughs) what we're looking for here, Rich. Two beer, you got? I got AJ. I think he retains they're going to lead to uh, Shane and KO and a later date, maybe Survivor Series. JCB. I agree totally. Give me AJ Styles. Uh, I'm going to take KO too. Mark. I think we're going to... Yeah, I'm a Mark. I think we're going to see a Shane heel turn. Ooh. I think they're going to do something totally out of left field. I would take I would take a point away to see Shane and KO run rush shot over the SmackDown division. Good thing because you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up next, uh, I am a KO Mark too. Coming up next, we got Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks, the boss. Who you got, Rich? Alexa Bliss again because she sounds hotter. That's she is. Okay. Good oh, call. Okay, good. good. Hey, 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 wait a minute now. Is this six in one hand, half dozen the other? They're both hot. They no, are both no, hot. Oh, man, y'all out your mind, man. No, please, not. please. Okay, anyway, just to keep us on path. Yeah, I'm, I have so many jokes. I'm just <laughs> not saying. Yeah, it's just not say, the week for it. No, probably not. Uh, Zach Pullman, who you got? I actually have Banks. Uh, this Bailey feud that was coming up. I think it's more interesting. I don't think that, that they were going to have Bliss lose the title before Bailey got injured, but I think it's more interesting to have her lose it and have Bailey come back and fight with Banks. JCB, more um, options if Sasha Banks wins. You can have you got three matches: Nia, uh, Nia, Alexa, Bailey. Right now, if Alexa wins, you got it's one the same old, same old. Yeah, you got one match for sure, and that's Nia. Until Bailey comes back, so that just goes to the depth of you know the lack of depth in the women's division. More options means better matches. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm still going to go Alexa Bliss just because it feels like Banks still has. It just feels like they're not doing with Banks what they should be doing with her if she were in good graces. I think Alexa Bliss is great. Um, and it's, it's not a knock against Alexa by any stretch. But Sasha wasn't even supposed to be in this match. She's only in this match because Bailey. But I think that's why they might put the belt on her because of that last minute decision. Hey, hey, they're my picks. <laughs> <laughs> they're wrong picks, but they're your picks. John Cena versus Baron Corbin. Rich, who you got? John Cena versus Baron Corbin. I know you're you're probably expecting me to pick John Cena, nah. but I'm gonna go 
with the guy who's not Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I love that pick. Tuber Zach, who you got? Man, I didn't even circle one. I just gave up on this one. <laughs> Too drunk. <laughs> I, I will say I did do a little bit of research. Uh, Cena has not had a SummerSlam win since 2010 when he did a 7-on-7 seven seven versus the Nexus. And it's been seven years since then. So, since the Illuminati exists and he might have the seven-year itch, I'm still going to go with Corbin. <laughs> Uncle Charlie for strike three, boys and girls. <laughs> I thought you were doing like a Nas thing for there. Like it, started, it seemed like you were rhyming for a minute. I was like, holy shit. JCB, who you got? That was that was right. Oh, that was perfect. I love it. Um, I can't run down Baron Corbin and then pick him at the end of the segment. I just can't. It's, this is John Cena, especially now it's been seven years. They basically just shitted on Baron Corbin on SmackDown. I don't see anything to, to show me anything different at this point. I'll take John Cena. That means, ho, you've been shitted on. Uh, I, too, am going to take Baron Corbin. I'm good. So JCB's the only one taking John Cena, so we're all taking Baron Corbin. Rich, you're in good company here. I think that there's no, I like, unless they're really trying to bury Baron Corbin, which I guess they could be doing. They took the briefcase off him. I think that's good. a good start. Uh, we already talked about this in the three count. Uh, I don't know if you, were you there. Do you remember that? <laughs> don't you owe me an apology, bitch? Oh yeah, I do owe Jason an apology because he said that Ty Dillinger and Sami Zayn had fought in a tag team match prior to last week, <clears throat> and I said that he was probably wrong. Oh, it yes. turns out he was right. I also turns said out he was wrong. I would have been. So I'll just say it, I'll just say it right here, Jason. Uh, I'll just say it right here that. Uh, Thank you. Technical difficulties. Okay, so we got two. <laughs> we got two. The two biggest matches of the night, as far as I'm concerned, we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal. Rich. Uh, Shinsuke Makahara. That's that's good <laughs> he enough. Sounds he's, like he knows stuff that I don't know. Yeah, he he, he knows what he's about. Uh, well, he also knows Japanese. <laughs> I was about to say, do you know Japanese? <laughs> JCB, who you taking and why? <sighs> oh, you, of course, you're going to have the backup question. We got seven minutes. There's no history, so we can take the last seven minutes to do this. Um, Man. I'm, uh, don't take the whole seven I'm not going to take the whole seven minutes. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Jinder Mahal on this. I just I got the sneaky suspicion that this is going to be a long, prone, prolonged feud. And gender is coming in as the hot hand. The Singh brothers are going to get involved. Shinsuke doesn't have any true backup at this point. This is just the start of a feud to where Shinsuke wins right around, I would say, Survivor Series. So you can take it to WrestleMania. Two beer. Up until the failed Corbin Cashin, I had Nakamura going over and Corbin Cashin in. Now I have gender retaining. And Man. it's not going to be clean. He's not going to, not, they're not going to pin Nakamura clean. Uh, they're, going to try to schedule this Indian tour and keep the belt on gender and try to make things a little bit more interesting. And that's what I think. I'm just trying to picture who can I see holding that? Because I, I feel, I kind of feel the same way that you do, Zach, when you say that Baron Corbin not cashing in makes me think that gender's going to retain. I think it'll be a DQ finish involving Corbin. They can't have a DQ finish on a Super SummerSlam, can they? I think they can. Why can't they? They can and they will. Don't don't 
bet on what Vince will or will not do. Uh, I'm taking Jinder Mahal. <laughs> and here's the thing about one of our predictions with title matches. Like, I feel like a lot of times we get fucked because we pick who's going to win. Like, what I mean is Jinder's going to retain the title. I don't know if he's going to win. And that's the difficult part of the predictions for the booking of the title How about matches. this for title matches from, how, from now on? We give points to the whoever retains. Retains. That's fine with me. Yeah. That's fine with me. Okay, Rich, now you got to give us your least to most probable of who's going to win the fatal four-way for the Universal Championship. Okay, so the first one I pick is the the one that's least, least likely. Yeah. Okay, so I'm a UFC guy, so in my head, Brock Lesnar is like the biggest heel you know, possible. Yeah. So I'm going to go with he's the least likely. Just okay. I don't like him. That's fine. <laughs> um, and then we'll go Roman Reyes. Braun Strowman, and then Samoa Joe as most likely. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. To me, it does. You are literally sure. not far off from. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep some suspense. I'm like but... over here, like this old show. Like I, I watch every week. You know. <laughs> uh, JCB, who you got? Uh, fuck. <sighs> Try not to clip it, man. You'll know what that means. <laughs> Okay. You know what this means? Middle <laughs> finger extended? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, least to most likely. Least likely, and I can't believe I'm getting ready to say this, but Braun is probably the least likely. He'll do the most damage. He'll have more of the physical bumps on other people, but I don't think he'll be really involved. Mm-hmm. Three, I'm going to go Roman Reigns because somehow, some way, I can see them being in some sort of mosh outside of the ring where you have two guys left in the ring where you would have Samoa Joe as my number two pick just because it's my gut feeling that I don't think they're going to take the title off of, obviously, now my number one pick to retain Brock Lesnar. <sighs> okay, Zach? And I wish I wish he was wrong. I, I don't know what I'm going to say up until this point. Like, that's actually the beauty of this match, and I got to give it to Creative. I love how— I've been thinking about it for weeks. yeah. I love how organically this thing has happened, and it just seems so against a lot of the forced matches that they place whenever we can already predict kind of what's going to happen at WrestleMania. It can literally go anyway. It could go anyway, and that's what I'm I'm kind of upset about. And I'm no, gonna this go, is what we want. It is. I'm and. The only thing that I'm upset about is that Lesnar might retain this title. Okay, <laughs> so, right, okay, say that. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> so I'm going to go with least likely Roman Reigns. Okay. Even though that seems stupid because it's Roman Reigns. Yeah. Then I'm going to go number three, Braun Strowman, even though a week ago I said they put the belt on him. Yeah. Number two, Lesnar, just because I'm trying to hedge my bets and not lose my fucking points. <laughs> yeah. And number one, Joe, because that's what I actually want to happen. I am going exactly with Engineer Rich. Exactly. I think that Brock is leaving, and we know he's not coming back till Survivor Series or something like that. I think that they're sick of not having the belt on television. Brock's last. Roman Reigns is going to fight John Cena at WrestleMania, there's no reason to put the belt on him now. He's not going to run with the belt from now for eight months. No fucking chance. I think that Strowman could get in. I could see them putting on Strowman now just to see how he does with it. He could become like a super baby face with it. I'm going with Samoa Joe. 
because Joe is the man and because fall is heel season and it's when they get a chance to do whatever the fuck they want to and they want to see what Joe can do with it and I'm with Rich 100%. Rich, uh, is, you're the smartest it, goddamn engineer we've ever really had in the studio. Is it really heel season in the fall? I don't know. I just okay, said that. I just, just wanted to make sure I wasn't. I'm just trying to make good pod, man. <laughs> All right. And that is our SummerSlam predictions, everybody. Hey, everybody, we're out of town, so we're just going to ride this out until the very end. Uh, some real quick history stuff this week in history. Happy birthday to Hulk Hogan. Don't know how old he is. Old uh, enough. Yeah, yeah old enough. enough and uh, seven years ago, Pac-Man Jones debuted for TNA. <laughs> That's a good juxtaposition. And you wonder why that Joker failed. Hey, everybody, we'd like to thank Shock City Studios. Check. We'd like to thank Chris Denman. Check. We'd like to thank Engineer Rich. Check. We'd like to thank, or we'd like to remind you to listen to Let's Get Comfortable. We'd like to remind you to Check. listen to We Are Live. We'd Check. like to remind you to listen to National Bag Radio. Check. We'd like to remind you that we're going to be at Glory Pro Wrestling Double this check. Sunday in Alton, Alton, Alton Illinois. Illinois. It's and going to be. Yeah. Real quick, get well, Rick. Get well, and Rick. Oh shit! Thank a real you. quick super kick to the great one, fan of the show. Yeah, we. Yeah, get well, Rick Flair, the best, the best of all time, probably. He's, yeah, in my mind, he's the goat. I mean, yes, I agree. Uh, woo! Woo! Hey, everybody! Woo! I for engineer Rich for Jason Cornelius Bell for two beers, Zach. I am Bill Vagy, and this has been banned from ringside. And everybody, don't be heels. Ditch that nine to five time. You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network.